Hello, and welcome to episode 47 of the Sally Serves It Up podcast. I am feeling super pumped. I made a big decision today, and I cannot help but feel completely just alive and awakened and energized by the whole thing. And I am so excited about being here with you today. And I'm going to, as I always say, because I'm always trying to keep this podcast as short as possible, but I'm going to dive straight into it and talk to you about something that I don't think I've spoken about in a while, which is buffering. And I remember when I first started on my journey, the labeling and term buffering was actually incredibly helpful because it helped me to see how I was using food and alcohol as an emotional crutch, as a way not to fully feel my uncomfortable emotions, and as a way to almost kind of dull down some of my positive celebratory emotions, which were sometimes like vibrating very high. So if you look up what buffering and to buffer means in the dictionary, it says to lessen or moderate the impact of something. And when it comes to the work that I do, it really means to lessen how what negative emotion you feel and to kind of dull it down with food and alcohol. And we're not doing it with um, crudite and herbal tea, okay? We're doing it with things that create a dopamine response in us. We have been conditioned to think that these negative, uncomfortable emotions should be eradicated, that they should be dealt with. And we give ourselves food and drinks that release dopamine, that make us feel better. They change our state. That's a very important distinction. And the more that we do that, the more we want those things in those moments, the more our brain makes that a habit and association. It's like, oh, great. Sally is feeling stressed again. What does she do? She eats an entire pot of mozzarella olives and drinks a bottle of wine in, you know, 45 minutes. Over time, the more that we do that, our brain down regulates our dopamine response over time. And We need more of the thing to create the same amount of relief, to create the same change of state. And then we desperately try to keep a handle on it because it's not great how much we love these these things, generally alcohol, generally processed food and some sort. And we keep a handle on it through restriction and dieting because it's giving us results with body and weight that we don't like. And we start a lot of labeling of this is bad and this is good and I'm going to be good because I've been bad and I shouldn't drink this and I shouldn't eat that and I should be doing this. And all of that creates even more discomfort in your body. Okay, you will never find food freedom with all of this shit chatter going on. And it's just relentless because your primal brain, your brain, which is which is experiencing a negative emotion and therefore it's it's a perceiving a threat it's perceiving danger of which normally there isn't any it's like it's old wiring it's old patterning that doesn't really serve your modern life experience and so your primal brain and the food and drink itself 
is in charge of you and your emotional experience and how you're experiencing your own life. And what I want to offer you today is the opportunity to get out of that loop and to start to consider why you might want to do that, how you can do that, and just to really open up how you're thinking about the buffering that's happening in your life. Because I can say that because it's happening to all of us. All of us buffer in one way or another. And when you can start to get a handle on your buffering, where you no longer are afraid of your negative emotions, where you no longer have the association that when you feel this level of discomfort, you automatically are going to be eating and drinking something that doesn't ultimately serve you, that you haven't planned, that you're not relishing and enjoying. Like that is where the opportunity is. I just had a client say that when she is buffering with foods that aren't on plan, they don't taste good. It's like, she's like, it's done and it's not even been an enjoyable process. And you're just doing it as part of this relief, this habit, this well-worn neural pathway. And what has to happen is you have to teach your brain something new. But what I would say is not because of another should. It's, It's about really asking yourself these questions that I'm going to touch on now to start to discover what it is that you truly want to achieve with food and alcohol and body and weight and what it is that you want to achieve about how you manage your emotions and how you manage your thoughts and ultimately what it is that you want to create for yourself because there's no one size fits all and it's for you to find your way of doing things because everyone is going to, I I would say it would be very, very rare to meet someone who never buffers. So you can buffer away negative emotions, but I touched on earlier this idea that of sort of, I used to, I, I think that sometimes I can feel so happy and so joyful that it's vibrating so high that I almost need some food and alcohol to like down, to bring me down a bit. Um, and so there is, and then there's obviously the contrast of that because there's the yin to the yang. So it's like on the other side of that, I can feel very, very low. I feel these emotions, these negative, uncomfortable emotions on such a palpable level that I, it's like, I'm just using, or I was using food and alcohol as a way just to find a middle point that somehow meant I could function, um, and function in a way that kind of felt manageable. And once I understood the thought model, which is that your thoughts create your feelings. So when you have urge to buffer, it's because of a thought that you're having about the circumstance that you're in or something that someone has said or whatever's going on around you. You're having a thought about it. It's making you feel urge and you then or and it's making you feel stressed and angry. And it's often two negative emotions, one being urge and another being something else combined together, which will result in you, in your actions, which always come from how you feel in your actions, meaning you buffer with food and alcohol. And once you start to see that the opportunity is looking at your thoughts and how you think about things, and you really start to just place your focus on becoming the watcher of your brain, So you're like, okay, I'm having this urge. Not, I shouldn't have this urge, that's so annoying. 
you're like, no, okay, what thought am I having about this situation? What is creating this in me? And is there another way that I can approach this so that I start to move the needle, so that I start to cut the loop in this well-worn pathway that my brain has been doing for however many years? And that is how you will get to a point where you no longer, if you keep showing up to it and you commit to the process and you don't care how long it takes, that is how you can go from someone who was like me, physically craving alcohol every day, want to just, you know, that I just know that some of you will know that feeling of just like, oh, I just want a glass of wine. You will go or oh my God, I just want that chocolate and you can't stop obsessing about that certain thing that's in the pantry and all the cheese straws or whatever it is. You just I've just got to have it. That will make me feel better. And you have all these all this chatter in your brain about reasons why you should have that to justify it. That is how you can go from having those things if you keep applying yourself to no longer feeling that way, no longer feeling that urge. It doesn't mean you're no longer feeling negative emotion. It means you're no longer making the link between negative emotion and food and alcohol as a solution. So buffering is about thinking how, so imagine a beach ball. A beach ball of uncomfortable negative emotion is existing within you. And what it really needs is you to bring your focus and attention to it. And imagine pricking a little needle into it and it's very slowly going to deflate. And that's because you are, you've located it and that needle is your breath and you have located it and you're just letting yourself, you're focusing yourself to breathe into it and you've acknowledged it instead of rejecting it. It's like, oh, hello, you are here. That is so great. <laughs> Rather than I don't want to feel you, this cannot be allowed and pushing that beach ball back down. That's what the food and alcohol in this way is doing. So what I really want to offer to you in this podcast is questions for you to journal on. And some of you say to me, like, I've never been a journaler. I don't know how to journal. And I think that the best way to get started is to be asking yourself questions and to be answering those. And Whenever you're sort of confused about maybe I should journal on this, it's like just about asking yourself questions like, what action am I taking that I don't like? What emotions am I feeling? You know, what if I had to take a guess, what beliefs and thoughts are driving, are creating these feelings in me? And 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 so then you'll start sort of unpacking things. So create it's like creating a structure to your journaling, I would say is the best way to make it super effective. Um, and that is something that's how I do it every single day. So in order to stop buffering, I could give you a ton of action points. And of course, that's what I would do in coaching. But before we would get to those action points, I would ask a ton of questions. And so what I would suggest you do is I will put these in the show notes and to really journal on them. Okay. And to see what comes up. And I think you will find it interesting because this is how you will start to find your own way, your own solutions, your natural desire to want to change. Like you might see that there is some buffering in your life that you do that you're perfectly happy with. Like it's okay. Buffering isn't isn't inherently bad. 
what I want to open you up to is your willingness to feel the full breadth of human emotion. Because by feeling the full breadth of human emotion, by really being able to feel that negative emotion, it means you will be able to better feel the, and and more kind of um, passionately and deeply feel some of those but like more joyful, positive emotions at the same time. You are willing to experience it all. And when you experience stress in your life, it won't just automatically mean that, oh, there goes, there goes your weight up 10 pounds, you know, or there goes, there goes your drinking. You were doing so well. Now you're doing bad again. This is how you'll get a handle on it and find your way of doing things. And it's about retraining your brain, but you can only do that once you have the awareness about what your unique patterns are. So on a big old piece of paper, these are some of the questions that um, I would suggest you start to answer. It's quite a few, so you don't have to do them all. There's no right or wrong. Answer the questions that most resonate with you or do them all, whatever. No pressure, okay? In what ways do you buffer? So thinking about food and alcohol, but other things like phones, Netflix, um, you know, self-care. Some people sort of buffer with that. Um, Just think about ways in which you are consuming something to change your emotional state and to feel less of a certain emotion. What problems does your buffering think it's fixing? So this is where you can really have some compassion for yourself and know that your brain is is trying to help you. It's trying to protect you. It thinks it's doing something productive and helpful. What is that? What, um, What problem does it think it's fixing for you? What problem does having the drink, having the food, whatever it is, what is the problem it thinks it's fixing and it's that that it's the solution for what emotions are you feeling when you tend to buffer i challenge you to come up with like three top emotions feelings that you feel when you are most likely to buffer and when you understand what those are asking yourself why don't you like feeling those emotions what do you make those emotions mean about you, about your life, about anything? Like, and what might be the reason you want to feel those emotions? So you're understanding why you don't like feeling them, but why might you want to feel them? Like challenge yourself to see, um, to come up with, with answers from you that would be a, a sort of a reason to feel these negative, uncomfortable emotions. Underneath that, what thoughts and beliefs are creating those emotions within you? So this is about thinking of your kind of key buffering times. So I'll give an example. For me, there was definitely like around tea time with the kids between um, like six and seven, I had a lot of urge to buffer. And then I had a lot of urge to buffer in certain social situations. And I had a lot of urge to buffer um, after supper. And thinking, okay, so I'm feeling these emotions then. What am I thinking generally about those situations? And what beliefs am I having that are creating these emotions within me, these uncomfortable emotions? And that is so, so helpful to understand. It's like, I'm 
complete full disclosure, a few years ago, I was thinking, I don't want to be here in this situation. I don't want to be doing this tea. I don't want to be doing this bath time. This is so boring. Like this is so relentless. This is so unrewarding. You know, I had a lot of that going on and, uh, you know, I, I, I can only be honest about how I felt. And then it's about looking at those social situations where I felt uncomfortable. And it's like, this is overwhelming. Like, maybe I'm not good enough. How can I, how can I be good enough? How can I be popular? How can I be the best? Um, you know, all of that. So understanding the thoughts and beliefs that are creating these uncomfortable emotions within you that are ultimately driving you to have urge and desire to make them go away. And then it's about asking yourself, are they true? What is really true here? What are the facts? What else could be believable and sort of truthful to you in those moments? Like what other thoughts could you believe deliberately in order to create a less uncomfortable emotion and therefore less urge to buffer? What does buffering stop you from doing? What does it help you to do? So this is where I'm just giving you the opportunity to be clear on what it is enabling you to do, if there are any positive outcomes from it, if there are any anything that you like from it, any certain situations where buffering really serves you and you feel fully aligned with it, but also understanding what does it prevent you from doing? What does it stop you from doing, both in the moment of the buffer, but in the long term? Like in um, a week's time, a month's time, a year's time, what is it preventing you from doing? What is it preventing you from believing about yourself? How could you improve your capacity to manage negative, uncomfortable emotions? And what would be your reasons for doing that? This is so important to understand what will motivate you to want to ride out these uncomfortable emotions. So these uncomfortable emotions come to us in waves of sort of 90 seconds. It's sensations inside of us. They're super uncomfortable. Like somewhat, some people sort of, you feel them in different places within your body, mainly kind of your trunk, but some people feel them kind of in their arms, in their hands, um, in heavy legs. But it's about understanding why you might want to be able to manage those emotions better and being really clear on your unique motivators for doing that. And what results would you create in your life if you buffered less? So I think that this list could be pretty long. Like, and I'm not um I'm not coming with an agenda, but I still want to be honest, like if you buffered less, what would you create in your life? Not just, and it won't just be weight loss, okay? I think it would very likely that could be one of the outcomes and that's why it's such a great sort of the source thing that you need to look at to create permanent weight loss and permanent habit change and permanent mindset shifts. But there's also gonna be like, what are those mindset shifts that you will have created? Write them down. What will you believe about yourself now? What would have changed if you buffered less? What might change in your relationships? What might change in how you parent or how you're showing up to work and what you believe is possible for you? How would those results serve you? And do you want them? You might not want all of them, 
You might just be like, I really want to focus on this area to start with. Like the thing that might really motivate you is how much it might help with your relationship because, you know, your relationship, say with your partner, because it means that you are being more present to what's going on in front of you. You are more willing to understand how you feel, why you're feeling it, take accountability and full responsibility for your thoughts and feelings. Even though someone else might have said something, it's like, instead of that just meaning that you automatically are going to buffer because you have a negative emotion, it's about seeing that the opportunity is changing how you think and feel in those moments because only you can do that. And you are always fully responsible for, you know, the actions that you're taking and for what's going on and the reality, the experience that you're creating in your life. There is always the opportunity for you to take back your control. And it's about really being the master and gatekeeper of your emotional experience rather than handing it out to say other people, but also to your primal brain and to the alcohol and the food. And just because something's there and just because you feel a certain way does not have to mean that you sacrifice feeling ultimately good in your body. So you might be willing to feel the temporary discomfort of a negative emotion in order to feel the long-term comfort of being someone who manages their emotions without food and alcohol as a buffer, as a crutch, as a way to feel better, as a way to lessen or moderate the impact of it. So that's really what I want to leave you with today. I think there is so much here to consider because I have had clients who have have no weight really that they want to lose, but they know that they are buffering um, extensively with food and alcohol. It's just at the same time, their, their calorie deficit or whatever it is, and their their way of doing things doesn't mean that they carry unwanted weight but they are carrying unwanted baggage in their mind and they are carrying an unwanted relationship with food and alcohol, which is tricky and which feels laden and which they just want to be lighter and easier. And so it's about understanding what is your experience of buffering? What is underneath all of it? And what is it that you want to achieve? Because I promise you that the change that you desire is absolutely possible. Of course it is. It will just take a little bit of help and willingness and time and vulnerability of being willing just to keep applying yourself towards achieving this change that you want and this sense of peace and freedom as well as empowerment and uh, just like confidence and like cool, calm and collected when it comes to food and alcohol. What I really want my clients to get to, what I really want my listeners to get to is a place where no matter what, you can take it or leave it with food and alcohol. So it's never this thing which you have such strong urge for that you cannot process, that you can't handle, that you can't do thought work around, that you can't be willing to um, kind of acknowledge and know that it's okay and it's not a problem. So when you're in in a situation, whenever it is in your life, where something really, really stressful or something big happens, it means that you don't have this connection that food and alcohol is the solution. The solution is 
you being the master of your emotions, you being the creator of your life experience, and you being willing to feel all of the rubbish, morbid, like uncomfortable emotions so that you can create a life that is more free and so that you can feel those other side, you know, the other side of the coin, the more positive emotions in a more joyful, profound way. And yeah, I think that I know from personal experience that when you see that there is no emotion that you need to run from, there is nothing that will mean you take action that you don't like. That is, and after years of dieting and where food feels and alcohol can feel complicated and heavy, it is so, so freeing to come to a place where you're, where you know that you will always have your back. And it's not going to mean that you sacrifice how you want to feel in the long term. Not all buffering is bad. It's a very, very natural human response. So be really, really kind to yourself. This is not about coming at this with like a really judgmental lens. This is about coming at this with full curiosity, fascination, love for yourself. You are amazing. You are magnificent. Understand the problems that buffering thinks it's fixing and decide how you want to take it forward with so much love and kindness and excitement about what is possible for you because whatever it is that you want is possible if you look to your thoughts and your feelings rather than to your actions and trying to change that with willpower and white knuckling it because that's when it feels like total shit and that's when it will lead to just even more buffering because the total shit means you feel uncomfortable means you will want to buffer that away as well. So this is how you find a way of doing things that just doesn't feel miserable and which teaches your brain brand new behavior, brand new neural pathways, brand new habits that will serve you for a lifetime. So there you have it. I am super excited to see you, speak to you again next week. I will see you then. If you have any questions about this, like anything that comes up in the journal prompts, please share them with me. Like use me, I am here to create this shift in how we're doing things and how we're approaching things and really make sure that you are placing your focus on the things that will actually make a difference in your life. So please visit sallywebstercoaching.com or on Instagram, I'm at sallywebstercoaching. So hopefully I'll see you there. Otherwise, I will see you next week. Have a beautiful, beautiful week. As I said, All of this is about approaching it with kindness and compassion for whatever is and for whatever was, and then just really deciding with such open mind, with such possibility that you can make a change and it will feel hard and difficult at the beginning and it will continue to throw up spanners and all sorts of things, but it's about knowing what it is that you ultimately want to create for yourself and just keep going after that. Okay. So much love. I'll see you next week. Bye.